Blog Talk Radio. Final Word podcast tonight as we celebrate the 28 black films that everyone must see for Black History Month. We are on day four. Are you still keeping up with us? We'll be airing a new episode of this series each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Although I may do two movies on Sunday just because I feel like it. Stay tuned. I'll let you know. Each film we feature is a must-see as it reflects the real-life circumstances that many black people have experienced or can relate to. Watches these films represent a community with a rich and significant contribution to the world. These movies are in no particular order. Don't see a particular movie on the list? Email us at thefinalwordpodcast at yahoo.com. I am reading all your emails, by the way. Thanks for the suggestions. Oh, I keep getting emails to include this movie Friday. Can I tell you it's one of those movies I just haven't seen? It's with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. It's like a classic 420 comedy. Oh, I'm going to think about including it. It just doesn't feel appropriate next time. Movies like The Color Purple and Malcolm X and What's Love Got to Do With It Friday? Ugh. We'll be returning to our previous Sunday night format to discuss current events, politics, and hot-button issues soon. So stay tuned. Measles is what we're going to start with, because you're probably going to catch them. Thank you to all our listeners and members of both our Facebook discussion page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Final Word Podcast, and our almost 30,000 Twitter followers at The Final Word P.O.D., who kept the conversation going during our hiatus, and special thanks to all the listeners at home who join us live or download our show later through blogtalkradio.com and our platform on iTunes. We appreciate you. I'm Angel, your host of the Final Word Podcast. Listeners on blogtalkradio.com and iTunes can call in tonight and share their thoughts on what's love got to do with it. I saw callers in the queue, but you didn't put your hand up, and I didn't want to blast you yesterday as we talked about the color purple. I appreciate you calling in. You can call in at 347-826-7899, and let's see who gets the final word. Tonight's movie, What's Love Got to Do With It?
lady, what is wrong with you? Cut out all that wild gyration and blues shouting. Mm -hmm. All she ever had was her voice and her dreams. Your mama had to go away for a while. When is she coming back to get me? She ain't, honey. She just ain't. All she ever wanted was a chance to make her dreams come true. Every woman in here want to sing with Ike's band. Oh, please don't leave me back. That girl can sing! Girl, you shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> they want me to be his new singer. Watch yourself. You know what they say about Ike. Darling. Yes, Tina. I think it's gonna work out fine. It's gonna work out fine. Priceless, girl. Priceless. She priceless, all right. She ain't seen a dime of it yet. Everyone who's come up with me has left me. I wouldn't do that. What's the problem is? I'm trying to help Ike. You're in danger, girl. You're trying to help Ike? You got yourself a good man. You just keep him happy. One, two, three, four. She had given him everything he wanted. You get in this car, Devin. Get in this car. You can't keep hiding black eyes from us. I just can't walk out. She never stopped believing things would change. I just need a rest. She's quite ill. And I'm not releasing her for at least another three weeks. Oh, no, 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 no. I need you to get out on that stage right now. You can't get away from me, hey, and I'm in here. But if she ever wanted to find her dreams... When you can see yourself clearly, your life will change. She had to start believing in herself. I made you. You want nothing without me, and you ain't gonna be nothing without me. I'll give it all up. Just release the claim on my name. And you're gonna walk out of here with absolutely nothing. Except my name. Touchstone Pictures presents the story of a remarkable woman who refused to give up. I'm ready. I'm ready, and I know what I want. Oh, 1993's What's Love Got to Do With It, based on the life of the legendary soul singer and queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner, played by Angela Bassett, born Anna Mae Bullock, who discovers her love of singing in her Tennessee church choir as a young girl. Here's that clip from the film. July picnic and you ain't singing with Mr. Bootsy Whitelaw and his slide trombone. Show the Lord a little more respect. You understand me? Do you understand me? 
bright light. From bright light. not to smile while you listen to that clip. It's perhaps one of the most adorable openings to a movie I've seen in such a long time. Tina moves to St. Louis to pursue a career, and there she meets the charismatic Ike Turner, played by Lawrence Fishburne, who rechristens her Tina and offers to help her succeed. As a musical team, Ike and Tina take to the charts and destroy their competition. But as his physical abuse worsens, Tina has to make the tough decisions to leave Ike and set out on her own. Born and raised in the small Tennessee town of Nutbush, Anna Mae Bullock grows up in an unhappy family, with her parents later leaving and abandoning her and taking only her sister. Following her grandmother's death, she relocates to St. Louis, reuniting with her mother and close sister, Aline. Anna Mae pursues a chance to be a professional singer after seeing charismatic band leader Ike Turner perform one night. Later, she wins her spot in Turner's band after singing on stage, and he begins mentoring her. Here's a clip from her audition.
In time, an unexpected romance develops between the two after she moves into Ike's home. Shortly afterwards, they marry and begin having musical success together as Ike and Tina Turner. Here's one of the songs on the soundtrack and in the film, a song I wasn't familiar with until I watched this movie, Shake a Tail Feather. Legitimately, putting this show together for tonight took me the longest because I'd get stuck replaying so many good songs from this film and Tina Turner in general. Next is the clip everybody knows. It's arguably one of the most popular songs of her career. That's Proud Mary. There's just one thing. You see, we never ever do nothing nice and easy. We always do it nice and rough. But we'll take the beginning of this song and do it easy. But then we're going to do the finish rough. That's the way we do. Freedom's clear waters. Proud men, and we rolling, rolling, rolling on the river. Listen to the song. Left the good job in the city, working for the man in every 
The marriage quickly turns violent when Ike starts physically dominating her, leaving Tina no chance to escape. Take a break. I ain't got no time to take a break. I got to work, man. I got to write these songs. Sue Records, them motherfuckers been after me about these songs for six months. You know how much money I owe Sue Records? What you mean, owe Sue Records? Much as we work, they always giving you sacks of cash whenever we do a show. I, I know I don't spend it. Oh, no? But what about what, what, all them wigs and, and wardrobe and whatnot you got in the back there, huh? What about the way you got this place set down, huh? All this furniture. This fish tank, this, 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 this sofas, this fountain and shit, that shit costs money, anime. I got to pay the girls and I got to pay the band. And on top of that, I'm trying to build us a studio. You know you want the studio. And I'd have it by now. You would sing the songs the way I tell you to sing them, anime. God damn. That's what I've, I've been trying to do, right? I mean, but they all sound like the same, you know? What? I ain't here. What you say? Hmm? I ain't here. Hey, what you say? I said, uh, uh, I mean, not exactly, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, but you you do have your own style. <laughs> own style, uh-huh. Uh-huh, what's wrong? I promise you wouldn't have to go with me, please. No! secret that their relationship was filled with such abuse before the movie even came out or the book that this is based on which is I, Tina but to see it it sticks with you in a way that just didn't before it's a testament really to Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne's talent who in my opinion they both were robbed of Oscars that year they completely sold that film from beginning to end In public, Tina rises from local St. Louis phenomenon into an R&B superstar with Ike growing increasingly jealous of the attention given to her. Ike turns to drugs and his abusive behavior worsens. As Tina seeks solace in her chaotic life, a friend turns her on to Buddhism, eventually convincing her that it will help change her life. Tina grows increasingly confident afterwards and in a final fight with Ike, finally musters the courage to defend herself, eventually leaving Ike after they arrive at a hotel. When we were talking alone last week, so if you don't want to talk about it, you just tell me you don't want to talk about it. And I ask you, do you remember the first time I hit you? 
and you told me the first time. Do you feel comfortable telling people yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We didn't talk about it. When I recorded the song A Fool in Love, I took it to New York, Juggy Mary of Sue Records. He said, Why don't you keep it with the girls' voice? I like it. And then I, you know, he hadn't considered that. So then uh, Ike's problem was he was a musician that always wanted to be a star and was a star locally, but never internationally to travel. So he then changed the name to Ike and changed my name to Tina because if I ran away, Tina was his name. It was patented, as you call it. So, so, so he could own you. So he could own me. Are you smart? He was an educated smart man, but he has a common sense and a, and a really strategy and con. So he owned you. Yes. He owned so we came back. I didn't even know that that was the name on the record. And so I started to feel something, and he started to touch me. I really didn't like it because that was my brother. That was my friend. Actually, maybe I wouldn't have been here today if, we had not, if I had not gotten a relationship with him because we were very close as friends. So you weren't even his girlfriend? That's oh, the point no, I want everybody to no. Know. It was just control. I had sex with everybody around him over, everybody's wife. So then I said to, to the woman that was helping him at the time, I said, I don't, I don't want to do this. I knew how Ike was. He, had be, yeah. he always fought. He always fought women, men, everybody. And my instincts told me I was moving into something that wasn't going to be good. And so she went in and told Ike. Yeah, so then he said, she said, Ike, want to see you. So I went into his room, and he started that. He had a, a sick way, I found. And he started it with, what are you trying to do to me? Yeah. And then the next thing, he would pick up something. Because, you know, if you play guitar, you can't fight and play the guitar. So he always fought with something. Yeah. And then against the, against the head, always the head with a shoe stretcher. And I had never the been beaten. Sh- the wooden shoe a stretcher? A wooden shoe stretcher. Yeah. And it really hurt, but I was still trying to figure out what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then, so then, the, the beating came. You know, yes, you are, like all the rest. And I was down by then, really starting to cry. And then he said, get in bed. Oh, that was really awful. Have sex after this. I, no, I hate you. How can I let you, how can we make love now if it's love? Yeah. And went through that, and then I laid there with a swollen head, just having sex, feeling like you have really gotten yourself into something. Hearing her talk about her abuse. Oh! Thanks, Oprah. Hearing her talk about her abuse, you'd think she'd have every right to hold on to her resentment and bitterness towards Ike Turner, but it's such a testament to her, her spirit, that Tina Turner always fills up a room with that kind of inner joy. And it's, I've never seen anybody the same way she is and the way she portrays herself, but I found this clip of her talking about Ike and that she let it all go. She doesn't wish him any harm. What do you think of him now? What do I think of Ike? I'm, once he was out of jail, I was happy that he was able to go back to work, but he loved to play music. I don't, I don't have a vengeance. It would be wonderful if Ike could get a hit record and really realize his dream on his own. Mm-hmm. That's my view. I didn't feel sad for him when he was in jail because I, needed, I think he needed correcting. I think mm-hmm. he needed something very strong to actually show him what he was doing with his I heard you asked, you you said you can have everything, but I want to keep my name. 
That wasn't true. That wasn't true. It's all right. I kept it. I think something like that came up in the courts when we were getting the divorce, mm -hmm. and the lawyer insisted that uh, that I should. I, that was something that the attorney took care of, and um, yeah, but it wasn't. I, I at that point I didn't want anything actually. It was just to to have my freedom. After retaining the right to her stage name after their divorce, Tina continues working to pay the bills. Even working in Vegas. Madame Moran. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to San Francisco and welcome to the Fairmont Hotel. Or San Francisco. I thought it was Vegas. That was Tina getting a break after meeting Roger Davies, who eventually helps her realize her dreams of rock stardom. Despite Ike's attempts to win her back, Tina eventually prevails and finds solo success, accomplishing her dreams without Ike. 
I was a little flustered coming back to you just now. Uh, we have a Twitter, the final word POD, and I had put a tweet out a couple days ago about the Bill Cosby situation and how I think that, you know, coming forward years later after being raped is a brave thing to do and it's the right thing to do. A lot of people look at it with more suspect eyes, but as we were playing that clip, who retweeted my tweet, Roseanne Barr? I'm not even following her. I just followed her. Totally surprising sometimes who sees you on Twitter. How about that, Roseanne? <laughs> That's so cool. I met her when I lived in Hawaii. Nice lady. Big talent. Okay. What's Love Got to Do With It ranks as one of the most harrowing, uncompromising showbiz biographies I've ever seen. It's a tradition in the genre that performers must go through hard times in order to eventually arrive at fame, but few went through harder times than Tina Turner. The movie shows Ike, jealous of her talent and popularity, turning into a violent wife beater, and it shows her putting up with a lot more than she should have for a lot longer. The title track of the soundtrack, such a classic 80s song. I'm going to play it for you for a little bit. this movie soundtrack is, of course, by Tina Turner, but Angela Bassett's performances of the songs are so much in sync, not just limp sync, but physically and with personality and soul, that it always seems as if you're watching Tina at work. As the two of them reach the heights of show business with platinum records and big Vegas bookings and lots of money, their personal life turns into a nightmare. The movie shows Ike strung out on cocaine, flaunting his endless strings of girlfriends and subjecting Tina to verbal and physical abuse. A few friends advise her to walk away, 
Most of the people around them intimidated by Ike or grateful for a generous drug supply or enablers. The most harrowing scene in the movie comes one night as Ike beats Tina yet once again, and bleeding and battered, she walks out of their hotel and down a highway and into a Ramada Inn where she says, My name is Tina Turner and my husband and I have had a fight. I have 32 cents in my pocket. If you give me a room, I promise you I'll pay you back as soon as I can. The manager gives her a room. The Ramada Inn Road sign is prominent in the scene because as Tina wrote in her autobiography, I, Tina, she will forever be grateful to the motel for taking her in. But what's amazing is that the scene isn't the end of Tina and Ike's relationship. The movie is unflinching in its unwillingness to show that Tina, like many battered wives, make excuses for her violent husband and believe his apologies and gave him more chances long after she should have walked away. Finally, she finds the strength to resist through Buddhism meditation techniques, and there's an unforgettable scene, as we mentioned, where she's about to open a big engagement, and Ike slips past security and into her dressing room with a gun, and she finds the inner strength to face him down and not cave in and go on stage like a professional. What's Love Got to Do With It was the eighth solo album by Tina Turner, who re-recorded many of her songs from the Ike and Tina Turner period for this album, including their first hit single, A Fool in Love. Three brand new tracks were also included. I Don't Want to Fight being a top 10 hit in both the U.S. and U.K. The album also includes Turner's version of the Tramps' disco classic, Disco Inferno. The album hit number one on the U.K. album charts and was certified platinum in many countries, including the U.S., U.K., and Germany. talks about what it was like to re-record songs so a part of her history. You did a soundtrack for that film. What was it like going back and re-recording some of these songs, material that you maybe didn't want to revisit, you'd done earlier with the Ike and Tina Turner review? What was that like? Well, I think I can give it away now since this is the countdown of um, the last part of this kind of work. I I became ill. I didn't know why, and later on someone told me why. I got an incredible rash. They call shingles, oh, yeah. and it was giving up, really giving out the story. And I didn't know why because never had I had such. 
and the doctors explain. Sometimes it's a nerve thing when you finally express something, when you really lay it out and tell a story, uh, you can get a reaction from it. So I had given the story. They had read the book, and then they, Disney, came to talk about um, details. And I think talking about the details is what did it. You know what the movie did for me was people took on a whole new attitude about Tina Turner because having to have had such a private life and never showing it to the public, to have to be a mother, a star, and to have had such a private life, it was a great strength that they saw, seemingly. And now what I get when people come to tell me that they saw the movie and I am a great inspiration to them, and it's both men and women really did a lot for me. I complained a lot about how they shot it, but I realized the look of it wasn't even important. There was a message there that transcended everything that could have been wrong visually that I worried about, aesthetics, beauty. Forget that. Look at the message that came from that movie. I think it could have been shot prettier or better, but I'm really proud that I gave the story because it showed another dimension that I have. That's like a homeopathic kind of approach, isn't it? <laughs> yes. You take a little bit of poison yes. to, <laughs> to get well. Absolutely, that was it. I was told that um, some changes might happen by giving such, such an information, by making such an information public that there would be some form of reaction from it. And it was both. It was um, positive for me. I think it's, it was a big boost in my career as well. And people still come to me. What's Love Got to Do With It has a lot of terrific music in it, including a closing glimpse of the real Tina Turner. But this is not the typical showbiz musical. It's a story of pain and courage uncommonly honest and unflinching. And the next time I hear Tina Turner singing, I will listen to her songs in a whole new way. I included a link on our Facebook group if you want to watch What's Love Got to Do With It. And I wanted to close tonight with the new song she released for that album, which kind of sums up not only her mantra, but the film. I Don't Want to Fight. You did a soundtrack for this. Not it? Here we go.
What a great film. I hope if you haven't seen it, you get a chance to watch it, and soon. Thanks for tuning in with us tonight on the Final Word Podcast here on blogtalkradio.com. We hope you'll tune in to the next installment of our Black History Month Film Festival series as we review Eve's Bayou. You can reach out to us on social media at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Final Word Podcast, on Twitter at the Final Word POD like Roseanne just did. And remember to follow us at blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Final Word Podcast, where we provide you a place to stream or download current and past shows onto your mobile device or computer. So tune into our next show and let's see who gets the final word. Good night.